previously on the Florida Files. A weeping Virgie Arthur emerged from the home after seeing her granddaughter for the very first time. It was a 15-minute visit with little Danny Lind. And yet in another twist, the official who helped Smith become a resident of the Bahamas has resigned. And, and to be honest with you and be forthright, if this were not Anna Nicole Smith, this hearing would have been over in a half hour. You know, we had only planned to go over there for a day or two, but every day it turned into a bigger story. I mean, there was another court hearing, there was another person coming into town. Um, it, it just morphed into this, you know, huge international, you know, drama. It's the evening of Thursday, March 1st, 2007. At the Broward County Medical Examiner's Office in Dania Beach, Florida, six miles south of Fort Lauderdale, Anna Nicole Smith is being readied for her funeral and burial in the Bahamas. She's been at the Emmys for three weeks, laying in cold storage for two of those weeks before being embalmed. Her body caught up in a legal battle over who has the right to bury her and where. Two of many of the memorable days in Judge Larry Seidlin's courtroom was during the trial, when on Tuesday, February 20, 2007, and Wednesday, February 21, 2007, Seidlin got a call when he was on the bench. It was Broward County Medical Examiner Joshua Perper calling to say that the corpse was decomposing quickly and would soon not be suitable for a family viewing. Quite a long time that it was uh, refrigerated. I hope. I really hope that the body would be in such condition that the second viewing would be possible. The former Playboy Playmate, reality television star, and billionaire widow died six days from Valentine's Day on February 8, 2007, on a trip to South Florida from the Bahamas to pick up a small yacht she'd purchased. She was with her companion and lawyer, Howard K. Stern. She passed away suddenly in a hotel suite, room 607 at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Since that day, all of South Florida has been saturated with all things Anna Nicole Smith, the eyes of the world watching. There are legal wranglings playing out in court like a soap opera, a made-for-TV drama of Shakespearean proportions, a Greek tragedy, really. A whirlwind of court battles, media frenzy, and what Larry Burkhead tells me that now just seems, well, rather surreal. And all this stuff is being broadcast on cable, you know, you know, TV, and it's just like, it's very weird. It was The whole thing is just really weird, uh, the way it went down. And, and, and I, sometimes I look back and I think if it weren't for my daughter running around, I would say to myself, did any of this really happen? Because it was just such a weird thing to be a part of and to live through. Um, so that's kind of the way I see it. Local 10 and Local10.com present the Florida Files. I'm Michelle Solomon, and this is The Death of a Bombshell, how Anna Nicole Smith became part of the Florida Files. Stern is determined. He says he knows Anna's wishes, 
that she wanted to be laid to rest next to her son Daniel in the Bahamas. At this point, he has won the court battle. Daniel died only six months before in a room in Doctors Hospital in Nassau of a drug overdose while visiting his newborn baby half-sister for the first time in that hospital, where his mother had just given birth. It was September 2006. Anna Nicole's estranged mother, Virgie, is fighting too, claiming she should be able to bury her daughter in Texas. The judge agrees with the Bahamas decision, though, and tells the court-appointed attorney representing Danny Lynn to make the final preparations. And he does. Mama Arthur continues to contest the Bahamas burial, appealing the decision as quickly as it's rendered. But a Palm Beach appeals court rejects her bid. There's absolutely nothing in writing, and that is why we well, have we, to... Do you really dispute that that was her intent, her last intent, to be buried in the Bahamas, given the given the undisputed evidence on the record. There's also a paternity battle looming. Larry Burkhead says he knows he's the father of Danny Lynn, and he's in Florida to prove it. He is the third person front and center in the battle to bury Anna. He's in the courtroom daily. He's called as a witness. But his purpose and his presence there, along with his lawyers, is to fight for DNA from the child. Um, the DNA samples have been transferred to our expert, Dr. Baird, which is what Mr. Burkhead came to Florida to do to make sure that those samples were secure. Richard Milstein, guardian ad litem who was appointed by Broward County Judge Larry Seidlin to represent Anna Nicole's five-month-old daughter, Danny Lynn, continues to make arrangements. And he tells me he was even brokering a deal right up to the very last minute. The day before the funeral, we were still negotiating a contract uh, to be able to sell the rights to cover the funeral. And that contract didn't get signed until 1 o'clock in the morning, uh, or agreed to at 1, 1 o'clock in the morning, when I had to be up and out of the house at 4 o'clock in the morning to catch a, to get, go back to, to get the body, to get to, to Miami International Airport, to get on the plane, and get to the Bahamas. The contract was with Entertainment Tonight to have exclusive coverage of the funeral. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that people sell the rights to the funerals, uh, and all. I had no clue. Um, and I was. It came. It came to me. Uh, there was very little or no money really to pay the expenses for the funeral, so that we made we made some money in order to be able to pay for the funeral itself. And I set some. I set some parameters. Uh, with that and what was going to happen um, about um, still photography as well as videography. Um, and that's why there was a closed casket. Um, no one was allowed to bring in their cell phones. If they did, they, they were not allowed to bring them into the sanctuary itself. And we did, um, we did sell the rights for the exclusivity of it. Mm -hmm. So that paid for the funeral, maybe it paid for some of the... Your, you know, law, lawyering yeah, expenses? paid for a little bit of that as well. But most of it was funeral. Funeral was a little elaborate. Not saying it shouldn't have been. It needed to be paid, and this was one way to do it. At this point, everyone but Anna Nicole is in the Bahamas, ready and waiting for her funeral, where Howard K. Stern said she wanted to make her home with her baby and him. 
In front of the Mount Hora Baptist Church in Nassau, throngs of tourists and fans begin to gather early. They are kept back behind metal barrier gates. An invited guest list of friends and family are preparing to say one last goodbye to the starlet who many say died of a broken heart after her son Daniel's death. It's early in the morning, Friday, March 2nd, three minutes after 6 a.m., and the end of the three-week saga is a beginning for Anna Nicole's final wishes. Her body is removed from the medical examiner's office to be transported to Miami on its way to its final destination. The motorcade is already getting in place from BSO, Broward Sheriff's Office, and Anna Nicole's body is now in a hearse. Local 10 has team coverage of the Playmate's body finally leaving South Florida. BSO deputies led a motorcade of more than a dozen vehicles on the dual county drive. The scene looked as if the president was in town. It's important to mention that uh, Anna Nicole Smith's body and this motorcade is being given the same treatment that visitors of heads of state are given. At the Golden Glades interchange, BSO exited and the Miami-Dade Police Department began escorting the procession, which continued to Miami International Airport where the motorcade stopped at a security check. This appears to be a canine uh, explosive sweep. Keep in mind, this is an international flight. Given the go-ahead, the line of cars continued west on the tarmac, pulling the hearse containing Anna Nicole's body directly up to a private Learjet on the signature airfield. The starlet's casket was hoisted into the jet. Casket, uh, with a little difficulty, has been maneuvered into position. Moments later, the plane is in the air. A quick 45-minute trip to Nassau in the Bahamas and Anna Nicole Smith's final resting place. While Anna is in flight and the church and cemetery are ready to receive the body, Virgie Arthur is preparing something of her own. In a last-minute bid to halt the burial, Arthur is filing a motion in Nassau Supreme Court, where she is hoping Justice Anita Adams will be the one to grant her custody of her daughter, overruling what happened in the States. If she gets her way, the funeral will be stopped and she'll take Anna Nicole back to Texas. But it's a no-go. The Bahamian judge denies it. The hearse with Anna's casket has now been sitting outside for almost two hours. It arrived early to the church from Miami and is now also held up because of the wait for Virgie Arthur. She arrives 45 minutes late due to waiting on her court decision. Former Local 10's Susan Candiotti, reporting for CNN, is outside the church at the Bahamas. In death, she is getting the same kind of attention that in life brought her fame and fortune. The remains of Anna Nicole Smith escorted by police motorcade during rush hour traffic from the medical examiner's office who kept protection of her body over the past three weeks and then brought to Miami International Airport. In fact, on the plane, she was escorted by the medical examiner who performed her autopsy, as well as a lawyer representing baby Danny Lynn, appointed by the court to represent her best interests. 
In fact, uh, church services planned here in Nassau and the Bahamas, where about 300 people have been invited, many of them wearing pink, said to be Anna Nicole's favorite color. That is the theme of the service. Even a red carpet has been rolled out here at the church. After the service, her final wish will be granted, and that is to be buried next to her son Daniel at the very same cemetery where she wanted to be placed next to him. And yet, the battle over her baby and exactly who was the father, as well as what the cause of her death was, has yet to be answered. The autopsy report, the final report, is due by next week. Susan Candiotti, CNN, in Nassau, the Bahamas. Only Entertainment Tonight is allowed to capture the funeral for television inside the church in that deal brokered by Milstein. The rest of the media remains outside. In fact, Bahamian police officers are lined up, keeping media from getting too close to the church. Susan Candiotti describes the scene from outside. You're getting a look right now at the scene outside the front of the Baptist Church, Mount Horp Church, where the funeral service is set to begin any time now. Across the street from the church, I'm sure you can see a number of people lined up along a fence, undoubtedly tourists among them, uh, people who live in the Bahamas here, who've come out to see this great curiosity that has been going on and certainly a legal struggle that has been going on for weeks and weeks. Already inside the church are a number of the uh, 300 or so invited guests, including the two men who claim to be the father of baby Danny Lynn, Howard K. Stern, his parents are also here with him, as well as Larry Burkhead, Anna Nicole Smith's ex-boyfriend. Uh, we have not yet seen the mother of Anna Nicole, Virgie Arthur, arrive as yet. Of course, the plane did uh, land in the Bahamas just a couple of hours ago from Florida. Uh, also here is the medical examiner who performed the autopsy on Anna Nicole Smith. He was invited to attend as well, Dr. Joshua Perper. When Virgie Arthur finally arrives at 10.55 a.m. in a white stretch limousine, there are some cheers, but mostly jeers. To those who cheer her, she looks their way and mouths the words, thank you. She has 10 people under the church with her. One is tabloid publication Splash News Miami bureau chief David Lee. Also seated with her is news anchor and book author Rita Cosby. Cosby would later write a book called Blonde Ambition, the untold story behind Anna Nicole Smith's death. It included several stories, which claimed sources told her about alleged sexual escapades of Howard K. Stern and Larry Burkhead, and fake stories about deals that Stern was supposedly brokering with Burkhead over the baby and about Anna's will. Stern filed a $60 million lawsuit against Cosby for that book. The case was later settled. Anna Nicole is finally arriving to the church after three weeks of bitter debate over who could do what with a former Playboy Playmate's body. When mourners see the casket taken from the hearse, it's fit for a queen. A pink satin fringe cloth inscribed with her name Anna in rhinestones covers the casket. Richard Milstein has called for a closed casket to ensure there are no photos leaked to the press. But she'll be laid to rest with a tiara adorning her head, and she's wearing her final designer gown, pink and beaded and made by designer Paula II.
the same friend who handmade the dress for her for her son Daniel's funeral only months before. Nikki Mohan reports on the arrival. Her return to the Bahamas began with a motorcade to the Bahamian Baptist Church, where onlookers gazed, where Larry Burkhead arrived to applause, Howard K. Stern arrived to cheers, and Anna Nicole's mother, Virgie Arthur, arrived to mix reaction. But before anything can begin inside, attorney Richard Milstein speaks on behalf of Danny Lynn for the first time to media outside. By stepping into the role of guardian ad vitam on behalf of Danny Lynn, I stepped into her baby shoes. At that point, I asked for um, uh, privacy for the family and not to have this into a, uh, a social media event. Um, and that, that was just before we had the funeral. Mr. Milstein is going to approach the microphones in just a few seconds. Good morning. I'm making this announcement today, this morning, to let you know that this is my only statement. I will not take questions. I will not have any more statements made today until after the service. I thank you for your indulgence. Today we share our grief with all of you, ladies and gentlemen here at the church, at the graveside, and worldwide audience. We come to Nassau in the Bahamas, a beautiful, lush setting that was chosen by Vicki Lynn Marshall, known as Anna Nicole Smith. This she chose as her final resting place. During her lifetime, Anna Nicole Smith became a larger-than-life persona. Her stars shone in the highest of zenith. Her pictures flashed, and her face was seen throughout the world. She luxuriated in that press, in that media, and that publicity. Unfortunately, in a time when life should have been reaching its highest peak for her, she was both received a blessing and a curse. She joyously gave birth to her only daughter, Danny Lynn. And devastatingly, three days later, she lost her only son, Danny. If one were to write a Greek tragedy, one could not write a script as sorrowful and as hurtful as this. I'm asking all of you, the public, the media, of all, to write a final chapter to this great tragedy with me. I'm asking you to leave a legacy of decorum, dignity, and peace and solemnity for her only daughter, Danny Lynn. Please respect the rights of privacy of all of us and give us peaceful decorum so that when Danny Lynn can finally read the last chapter of her mother, she will know that the world gave her mother dignity and respect. Give us the kindness and consideration that you would give to a beloved family member of your own. Thank you. I'm going to ask everyone if you just take one moment for a silent prayer for Vicki Lynn Marshall, also known as Anna Nicole Smith. Inside the church, the pews are decorated with pink flowers. 
Smith's closed mahogany casket is placed in front of an altar. On one side of the coffin is a portrait of Anna Nicole, dressed and made up to look like her idol, Marilyn Monroe. On the other, a large black and white photo of her smiling with her arms outstretched as her son Daniel welcomes his mother's embrace. Virgie arrives last to the church, but is the first to the pulpit, speaking at the same funeral that only moments before she had tried to stop. Through tears, she says, I was there when God gave you to me. You were a beautiful baby. You were so loved. Then Larry Burkhead speaks. Anna Nicole could often be misunderstood, he says, misunderstood from what she wanted from life and needed. But it was Howard K. Stern who made the most impassioned speech and directed some of his words over all that had gone on in the battle over the body and the three weeks of what he had just endured. He says, the truth, there's only one truth, and it's not what people say in court, even those people who are your blood relatives. He tells the mourners that up to the day that Anna passed away, she had nightmares that, quote, Daniel was lost and that he needed help and that he didn't know what to do. Choking up, he then said, Anna, today you are going home to Daniel. Later at the gravesite, only 35 guests are invited to watch the casket be lowered into the ground. Under a green tent, Howard begins the ceremonial shoveling of dirt into the gravesite, then Anna's friend and attorney, Ron Rail, then her bodyguard, Mo Breithop. Virgie steps up and takes the shovel. She forcefully shovels 50 scoops of dirt for almost two whole minutes in the sweltering heat. Is she making a statement, proving a point? With night falling, it is a quiet scene in the empty Lakeview Memorial Gardens, where Anna Nicole is now buried next to her beloved Daniel with the ashes of J. Howard Marshall, her second husband, with her. And so tonight, the limos are gone, the crowds are gone, the tent that once hid her burial site is gone. And hopefully, at least now, this last latest chapter in the saga of Anna Nicole Smith will have finally come to an end. Nikki Mohan, Local 10. I go to Nassau, the Bahamas, for the day, curious to see what everything looks like 12 years after Anna Nicole's death. I take a JetBlue flight out of Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport, and it's under an hour that we're touching down at Linden Pinling International Airport. The first stop, Lakeview Memorial Gardens and Mausoleums, on the road connecting the Nassau Airport to downtown, John F. Kennedy Drive. My driver, Dietrich D.J. Carroll, who has picked me up at the airport, knows exactly where to find the large memorial made of polished black granite. Measuring six feet long and five feet wide, Larry Burkhead enlisted a Louisville, Kentucky firm, Evans Monument, to make the two and a half ton tribute. This is it. This is where Anna Nicole Smith is buried at Lakeview Cemetery. And I'm standing in front of it. There's a, somebody's left of roses. It's a rather large stone. There's a picture of her embracing Daniel. And a picture of Daniel says, Daniel Wayne Smith, I love you more than all the raindrops in the sky. And Nicole Smith, I love you more than all the fishes in the sea. And there's some um, message to J. Howard Marshall, too. Um, the road is quite busy. There's an IMAX actually being built 
across the street. The cemetery where Smith is buried has specific requirements, only flat markers, but an exception was made for Smithstone. More than a year after her death, the memorial was installed to tribute what would have been her 41st birthday on November 28, 2008. After she was first buried, security guards were on a round-the-clock watch over the grave after nearly 300 visitors in less than a week destroyed some of the cemetery's landscaping. But today, there are only landscapers and the sound of a crane nearby doing work on a large IMAX theater that's going up across the street. Larry Burkhead tells me about getting that memorial. We got a, a marker for, for her grave, and we put a lot of thought and time and and uh, design in that, and and uh, and just to make it to be where you know it was something where she could pay respects. People could pay respects to her, except for the fact that it became so overrun with tourists that they actually had to keep people out, and people were paying security guards to get them in, and. Um, they had a security guard there for a long time. That was about three or four years at the station, and now it's kind of set up differently. But at the same time, it, it was—it's still. Um, but in some in some ways, I think kind of Anna would kind of like people coming in, saying, you know, paying their respects and, and things. And I've heard a lot of people that have snuck in. And it really is an incredible marker, and I did read the background of how you you were the one that was responsible for that. So. I saw that you had a company. Well, we flew it in from Kentucky. We, I, I got it in Kentucky. And to be real honest, I was shopping for her tombstone, like, right around my daughter's first birthday party. So I went from, like, the toy store, you know, to, to the tombstone store. And so it was really kind of a, um, a wild ride of emotions for me in this whole thing because, you know, um, down to, you know, you try to have a happy moment and you kind of feel it. You sit back and you think, you know, the what ifs, what if Anna could be here, what if Daniel could be here. A lot of times Daniel gets overlooked in this and people forget him. And he was so young. And Then it's on to Doctors Hospital. It's a private small hospital on a busy main street in Nassau, Shirley Street, where bumper-to-bumper traffic sits outside, horns beeping, and inside it looks like something from another era. I'm standing in front of Doctors Hospital in Nassau, Bahamas. This is where Anna Nicole Smith's daughter, Danny Lynn, was born on September 7th, 2006, and infamously where her son Daniel died in the hospital room. I wasn't able to get upstairs into the hospital room. Um, they have security inside, small. After that, it's a stop at the pink Supreme Court. This is where media camped out on steps for days, where Virgie filed her petition to stop the funeral and lost, and where she wanted to fight for custody of Danny Lynn, where the eviction hearing was held to try to oust Howard K. Stern from the mansion, where Larry Burkhead's paternity hearings played out. The day I'm there, out front, a vendor is peddling fruit. The building is pink and white, very busy. 
across the street are some small little shops, drink shop, and uh, a convenience store. It's on a side street. Now we're off on a treasure hunt to find the Horizons Estate, the mansion where Anna is living to get away from paternity filings in California and where she just wants peace and quiet, where she wants to raise Danny Lynn. It's on beautiful Eastern Road. We pass large waterfront mansions with names like Heaven Sent, Paradise Found, and Water's Edge. Finally, I spot it. Run down after being hit hard by Hurricane Matthew in 2016, the place is in shambles. It's in disrepair. I found out later that it's been tied up in a legal battle with no end in sight anytime soon. No one has even lived in the house since 2007. The house is 79 Eastern Road, but it looks like it's really in disrepair. There's a chain link on the fence. If you look through the gate, there's a very old car parked in there. So there's a, on the driveway, there's paint, white painted sign that says Horizons, but that's pretty faded too. Really in 12 years, things look like they've really changed. And there's an eerie feeling here. There's an eerie, eerie presence. Definitely feels like the ghost of Anna Nicole is here. And this was where she wanted to live and where she was spending her last days. And then finally, Mount Horeb Baptist Church. Teacher Carol, my driver, is a native of Nassau. He studied and got a master's degree in theology and religion from a college in Atlanta, Georgia. He has a few theories as to why Anna Nicole's funeral was held here and not at the more popular Mount Tabor Baptist Church. So okay. Sandy Port, you said. So the area is called Sandy Port. The church is, Sandy Port has a residential community, condos, townhomes, and houses. They have business offices that we're looking at, office suites. They have uh, other business complexes where they rent to businesses. They have restaurants, and they have a resort as well, and hotel. So the church is in the community. It's called Mount Horeb Baptist Church. The pastor is the Reverend Dr. Lloyd Smith. And this is the church where Anna Nicole Smith's funeral was held about 12 years ago. There was just media everywhere. When I say everywhere, everywhere. A lot of wealthy people live in this area. I wonder why they picked this particular church. Is there something connecting her to this church? So I'll tell you, Michelle, um, my educated guess would be the pastor here, he's very much involved with the Progressive Liberal Party. That's the former government that was in power at the time of Anna Nicole Smith's death. And, you know, she was very good friends with the Honorable Shane Gibson. So I imagine that the pastor here was, was friends with Shane Gibson as well. So that's how I would put the connection together. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. Standing at the gravesite and in front of the Horizons house, where the wind is whipping off the water, going into doctor's hospital, the court, and the church, there's an empty feeling. At the time in 2007, this might have been the perfect place, the right place, for Daniel and Anna to be together. Idyllic. But now there's a silence in the air, like they are lost in another time, left alone on an island that once held solace for Anna Nicole, but now just feels like a faraway chapter 
of a tragic celebrity story. Milstein says one day it might be up to Danny Lynn to make the decision to bring her mother and half-brother closer to home. Eventually, Danny Lynn, uh, when she becomes of age, she may suggest or request that the bodies be exhumed and moved to the United States for burial in a place that's more appropriate, that she believes is more appropriate. on the Florida Files, paternity finally revealed, purpose findings, and join me, Michelle Solomon, for more of my one-on-one interviews with Larry Burkhead, Larry Seidlin, and more. That's next on the Florida Files. Get more of the story in online extras, including archive video and photos at local10.com. fan of the Florida Files? Tell us what you love about the series on Apple Podcasts and join other fans in leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm.